0: Welcome to Alive. Here's the most recent podcast from our college ministry. Thanks so much for being a part of this family, and we pray that God speaks to you and inspires you in a powerful way.
1: Like I said, God said he was going to reveal something to me, and I was like, all right, Monday went by, things happened, but then Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and then Thursday, God, like, I'm waiting, I'm here, I'm ready. Um, and then we're on the way home from the Ouija Village, um, kind of terrified that we're going to fall off the mountain that we're driving down, but praise God, we did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so Stephen, one of the missionaries down there, was just prophesying over the car, which was meant for the car sake, so people, and just want to know that. Um, and so he got to me and he was prophesying over me and everything he was saying was on target. Um, and so for the longest time, I felt a really big call to minister in my life, but I wasn't really sure what that would look like or how that would play out. And come to find out, um, I'm called missions. And not only that, but he revealed to me my country. So I'm gonna talk about a double whammy revelation, but uh, yeah, God is so good and I am so excited See um, how this plays out and just how I'm going to program the kingdom. So
2: yeah. Right, Let's
0: go, Zach. On, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what kind of God did in me and Zach think is just a revelation of my identity. We were worshiping on the, the roof one night, and I just kept getting the word, like, my son, my son, my son. And it's just like, I, it's like you get that question on the test, you get it right every time. But truly believing in your heart who you are and walking in it is two different things. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Because part of walking in identity was just a joy for serving down there. Didn't matter I was making tortas or sandwiches <laughs> or playing soccer with the kids down there. And it was all the same. It was just a joy to serve. And that type of serving only comes from the father. And that serving, that joy that comes from serving can't be taken away from you. And just something like whenever you're working for your dad, you know, everything, nothing else matters.
3: We're
4: gonna hear from Sadie. Hi. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm just so thankful that I just got the privilege just to serve God, but also serve with just this amazing team. Um, we're just so blessed. Uh, I just want to take a minute just to just to share about just how God just moved through us through our worship. On, uh, so we worshipped on this roof, um, and there was stars and this moon, and there was a rock called the Buffa with um like, it was like a little cross, essentially, is what it was. And it was just so beautiful just to worship there. Um, and just to see that. But the first night we worshiped, there was this guy. I'm sorry. I don't like standing there. There was this guy, um, <laughs> 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 and he was doing his own thing, working on the computer across the street. Like, we we'll, you know, do you, man. Um, and then as he just, like, kept going throughout the week, he would, like, peek out his window. We would peek out his window. we would leave it open, um, just, like, listening to us. and then, down on the
3: wow, I feel at home. And the entire week, it was just kind of, it was just like, it it was natural for me to be there. I didn't have to like, try or I didn't have to like, make sure everything was perfect. It was just me and God and my team and the prices. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm excited to keep partnering with them and to keep like going back there because It's birthed inside of me my calling, like Olivia. God revealed that, revealed that calling to me my first trip there, and every time that I go back, it's just like, wow, even more of a confirmation that I am called to the nations, that I am called to, you know, spread His kingdom there. Um, But it's a little bit of me, my testimony. Uh, But we want to start worship, so if you guys want to go ahead and stand, uh, I'll open it (laughs) up.
5: rise tonight, that chains would be broken, that freedom, that truth would rise up tonight. God, I just need that your love awakens us, that it breathes new life inside of us. I just pray we would come alive.
2: noticed uh, that this person is actually going to be introducing our speaker tonight. So I'm going to turn it over. Let's see.
0: Hi, man. It's Ryan here. It feels so weird not to be there with you guys. If you noticed, I'm not there. I'm at a long retreat, but I believe and pray and hope that God is speaking to you and encountering you in an amazing way. I hope you all had a great spring break and are just pumped that you guys are back and can't wait to see you next week. But I did want to send a quick video to introduce our speaker tonight. She's an amazing person, and a very special person in this ministry. She's our official Alive intern. She's been with us since she's been a freshman. And she's helped lead our social media team, our decor team, small groups, and now makes our amazing Alive videos that she does and does so much behind the scenes to help my life be a lot more organized. She has been someone that knows the Father and has allowed the Father to work deeply in her heart. And I believe tonight's gonna be special night for sharing and speaking of what god's done in her and what god's going to do through her so welcome up the one and only my intern my friend my sister mariah johnson
6: hey guys just like Brian said my name is mariah i am so thankful excited and honored to be here with you guys tonight yeah and You know, as I was preparing for this message, just the last few weeks, I've just been thinking like, man, I'm a leader, but I'm also Ryan's intern. Like he said, like there's so many crazy stories I can say about him, so many ways I can embarrass him. And I'm like, gosh, like, what is the one story like I want to tell? But then I thought, you know, he's not here tonight, so thought I'd let that lie. If you guys want to hear any stories about him later, you can come ask me, but I didn't want to embarrass him when he's not here, you know what I mean? So I'll let that one go. But, my name is Mariah, I'm a senior here at the UOI. Um, I'm oh. majoring in advertising, advertising, I'm graduating in May. Um, yeah and if you guys have been here with us on this journey we've been going through this series called walking as jesus walks and we've been going through the gospel of mark and we've really just been taking a look at what it looks like to yeah just as it says walk as jesus walks the ways that he lives like how can we practically apply that to our lives and if you guys were here two weeks ago before spring break, Austin Livco, we know how to say his last name now, so check that one off the list. But he said to us that our righteousness doesn't come on our own. It is a free gift that we receive as children of God. And he finishes the question of, what has captivated our hearts? What is the thing that you hold so dearly to your heart? And I wanna continue on that theme tonight, going through Mark 11, but before I do, I just wanna pray. Would you guys say something? Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We just thank you that you're here. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that you see every single person in this room. Yeah, whether you're here right now or you're listening on a podcast, God loves you and he's so thankful that you're listening. Yeah, Holy Spirit, would you just come meet with us? In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so I'm just going to enter right into the text, actually. Um, I'm going through Mark 11, but before I do that, I just want to give you guys just a little bit of context of what we're stepping into. So at this time, um, Jesus and his disciples were on their way to Jerusalem, and it was about a week out from the crucifixion, just to give you a little, like, time frame period for that, but I'm going to read kind of a big chunk of text, a little bit. I'm reading out of ESV. I'm an ESV girl at heart, so um, (laughs) just kind of a big chunk you can follow along with me um, but i'm going to go back and break it down if you don't catch it all the first time so starting in verse one now when, now when they drew near to jerusalem to Bethphage and bethany at the mount of olives jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them go into the village in front of you and immediately as you enter it you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat untie it and bring it if anyone says to you why are you doing this say the lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street and they untied it. And some of those sitting there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said and they let them go. So when I read the story the first time, I didn't really fully understand, I was a little confused. I was like, okay Jesus, like, you're asking them to go get this colt, colt, C-O-L-T, that's a word for a donkey, not C-U-L-T, in case any of you were confused out there. Okay. But yeah, so they're like, he, he asked his disciples, like go get this donkey. And I'm just thinking like, okay, like back in this day, like these people lived off the land, like, they, like, this was their livelihood, right? So I'm just imagining this, like, today. Like, I'm walking down the street, you know, with Jesus, and I have this neighbor over here, and he got this brand new sports car, and Jesus is like, hey, go out if you can have the keys. Like, take it for a spin, you know what I mean? And I'm like, Jesus, like, are you insane? Like, are you crazy? Like, I don't have the money to replace this thing if I wreck it, if we wreck it. Like, I don't know what you're gonna do with it. First of all, you didn't tell me why you need it. And I'm like, God, like, this is so insane. Like, why would I, no, like, why would I go get this? And yeah, that just really brought me to the question of how many of you are looking for more of an explanation before you'll do what the Lord asks you to do. And I think in my own life, this has been so true, so true. But I think it's it's hard, right? We want to know why. We want to know how, like what the Lord's asking us to do. And I think sometimes that's for ourselves because we want to see the next 15 steps on the list and we want to understand where we're going. But I think sometimes that's actually for other people. When other people ask us, like, why are you doing something? It feels weird to be like, oh, like, the Lord told me to do this, you know? So we want answers for them. We want to be able to tell them how and why and what we're doing. And I think sometimes, just like the disciples, it actually should be enough that it's what the Lord told us to do. And the disciples were faithful, and they went and got the cult. And so I'm going to pick back up in verse 7 and read a few more verses here. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the rose and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. Those who went out before them who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David. Hosanna in the highest. Yeah, and so just continuing on this story, like, this is a story that I feel like, especially if you grew up in church, but even if you did it, you've probably seen, depicted before, I can remember like when I was a little kid in kids' church, you know, they don't have us all, like they'd hand us palm leaves on Palm Sunday, and, like we'd line up down the aisle and they'd have someone play Jesus and play the donkey and they would ride down the middle and we'd be, you know, yelling, Hosanna, waving our palm leaves. And I just get this that's a picture that I get when I see this and I'm just like, man, that like looks silly, but what does that actually mean? And it says in the text that they laid down leaves. They also laid down the cloaks on their back. And I was just like, okay, like, what does that actually mean for us? And what does it mean when these people were putting these things down? So I actually wanna take a little step back into the Old Testament. We're gonna take a look at a verse in Second Kings. But this is actually a story of when a king was being crowned king of Israel. So his name was Jehu. I'm not gonna give you like a super long explanation of why he was king or what exactly they did, but I just want to zoom in on one verse, and that's 2 Kings 9.13. Then in haste, every man of them took his garment and put it under him on the bare steps, and they blew the trumpet and proclaimed, Jehu is king. And that right there just tells us that when those people were laying down their cloaks and they were taking the things off of their back, it was actually a way of them proclaiming, like, Jesus is king. Like, I give him full authority and reign over my life. And as they began to lay those things down, Jesus walked over them. Yeah, the people laid it all down in honor and surrender. And I think sometimes we have to lay some things down before Jesus can walk over them. And I think sometimes that's easier said than done. And sometimes it's a one-time thing. We just lay something down. (laughs) We lay something down and it's just easy. It's like, yep, God took that. But I think sometimes it's a process. And I know for me, that's been very true in my own life. So I just wanna tell you guys just a little story about me, just further like grasp this example, but yeah it's, um, yeah, it's kind of like my whole life, I guess, like in a nutshell, or how I grew up. But I grew up um, in a family of Christians. So my mom and my dad were both believers and they raised me to love the Lord. But even though it seemed like we had it all together on the outside, on the inside, there was a lot of dysfunction and division and a lot of pain that went into that. And I can remember from the time I was like three or four years old there would just be weekends or days at a time my dad just wouldn't come home like no explanation I didn't know why he wasn't there and when I got a little older maybe around the age of seven I started to fully understand like oh wow okay like my dad's actually a drug addict and like he's using drugs and he's not coming home and in me this really started to just put this void in me this void of a father who I felt like didn't actually really want to know me who I felt like didn't value me for who I was, who didn't value me enough to stop or to care, and it just felt like he didn't show up when it mattered, like he didn't really, yeah, really know me. And that was really hard, and um, throughout like growing up, it just I was really insecure, I really didn't understand who I was, and I didn't understand why, and there was always this confusion of, Man, like my parents loved the Lord, but like this is happening. So, like, why is this happening? And, like, God, if you say that you are good, why is this happening? I don't understand. And I just, yeah, when I got to college is when I really started to make my faith my own and walk in that. As you guys heard, I've been a part of this ministry that I'm so thankful for for four years. And through that and just the community that's been around me, I've really learned how to lay those things down. How to find those individual palm branches and those things on my back and lay those down. And I think specifically with my dad, I walked through a lot of that and I found a lot of freedom. Guys, because when we give things to the Lord and we put those things down, he has freedom and love for us on the other side. He's willing to walk with us and grab our hands and take us through that but sometimes it's not easy and for me it really has been a process in junior year i spent a lot of time going through just the individual painful memories i had and laying those down and like seeing what that really looked like and by the end of my junior year guys i was feeling good i was like man there is freedom like i can walk in this thing like i know who i am it's feeling so good like going into senior year i was like man i'm going to crush this year like i really know who i am like i know where i'm going and i was like this thing does not have power over me anymore like i am so free but I'll say it still does affect me. Can you
3: guys hear me? If I talk yeah. loud. Talk
2: real loud, real loud.
3: <laughs> okay.
6: About a month ago, my dad sat me down, and he told me like, which has actually been a lot of progress. I pray for my dad a lot, and um, yeah, I think I believe he deserves freedom just as much as I do, you know. And I have come to love him, and that hasn't always been easy. But yeah, I just like walked through this, and then a month ago, my dad sat me down, and he was like, Raya, like. I've been using again. And this is progress. I would say this is progress because we didn't used to talk about it. It just used to be something that went on in the background of my life that we didn't acknowledge, but he did acknowledge it and I was like, okay, like this is progress. Like I'm feeling good, there's freedom. And I was like, Yeah, like I'm okay, like this doesn't hurt, you know? And I get in my car and I'm like, wow, okay, like it kinda does hurt actually. I'm like, wow, like I don't know. It just brought me back to those feelings of like feeling so insecure and just all the way that I felt when I grew up and just how worthless I felt all the time. And I was just like, God, like, why is this happening again? Like, why is this still happening? Why is this a battle that I'm still fighting? (laughs) Yeah, and I just didn't fully understand. But I think, guys, like, it's times like that where God meets us. He meets us. And I think sometimes. If we don't allow ourselves to feel the pain that we're feeling, then we can't invite Jesus in as the healer. Yeah, right.
7: Here we go. we back.
6: Yeah, guys. <laughs> if you just shut that down, and I know it's easy. I did it my whole life. My whole life I strived. My whole life I was like, I'm going to be the good kid in school. I'm going to do everything right. I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to be involved in absolutely everything. Because I want to prove that I'm worth it because I don't feel like I'm worth it. Yeah. But, guys, inside I was hurting yeah, I just want to say that again. If you don't allow yourself to feel the pain, then you can't invite Jesus in as the healer. Oh, come on.
7: Yeah.
6: And it's so easy to shove those things down. I know it's so true. It feels easier, but guys, if you shove it down, it's still in you. Yeah. Yeah. It can't get out, it can't leave. And I just think those things that we're carrying on our back, we were never meant to carry. That yeah. Jesus wants to take those from us, He wants to trample those under our feet, just like He walked over those palm leaves. Now, guys, you can yell Hosanna all day long, but if you're still holding on to that palm leaf, Jesus cannot trample it. He can. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to pick back up in the text now. Um, In verse 12, we're transitioning a little bit to a new story. So at this point, um, Jesus and his disciples had gone through this triumphal entry, and um, they left Jerusalem for a little bit, and then they are on their way back. So on their way back, first of all, On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. (laughs) And seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. He came to it, he found nothing but, when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to to it, may no one, sorry, I'm like blind. (laughs) May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And when I read the story, like. Many times growing up, it was just one of those stories I just like didn't understand. You know those parts of the Bible where you read it and you're like, alright, sweet, and then you just like keep going because you don't get it? That was me. So I was like, okay, like what what does this mean? Like this is a fig tree, like awesome, Jesus, like what's your beef with figs? Like, I've never had a fig, but growing up my favorite snack in my lunchbox, and I still love these, are fig newtons. So I was like, God, like, are those unholy? Like I don't get it.
4: And I was
6: like I just like, alright, we're moving on. Like I just don't fully understand. And I think the disciples were a little bit confused too, because he actually comes back to them and explains exactly what he meant. So we're going to pick back up in verse 20. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him therefore I tell you whatever you ask in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours and I think Jesus was trying to tell his disciples that no matter how crazy no matter how outrageous the dream that he's placed in your heart or the thing that he's asking you to do that it will be done for you if you believe that it will be done just like Jesus cursed that fig tree I don't think he was literally cursing the fig tree to be like, don't eat figs, you know? But I think he was showing the disciples like, guys, this was crazy, but God did this for me because I believed that he was going to. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you guys just a little story about myself. I'm actually, I think sometimes that verse, That verse specifically about the mountain. Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. That's one of those verses, you know, like, Christianese kind of, I would call it. Like, we hear those verses all the time. That's one of those verses you're like, That just feels real good. Like in your heart, you're like, "Mm, yep, that hit me. That feels good. Like, yep, Jesus, I can do whatever I want because you tell me to. And it's just like one of those verses that people like, you know, they'll be on journals, printed, like things like that. And we see that all the time. And so I think sometimes it actually loses its power because we see it all the time. But also, those things can sound so good, but when it actually gets down to it and we're in the nitty gritty of life, they're actually really hard to believe like that that mountain would actually be taken up and moved in front of you. And I think for me, this is something I'm actually currently going through. As I mentioned to you guys, I'm graduating in May and I'm currently looking for a job. But um, this last summer, the Lord began to speak to my heart and just really um, show me the city of Los Angeles actually. And that I was so called there and I didn't really understand why. I was like, okay, God, like that's cool. I've never even been to LA. So I don't know how I would like feel called there. But the Lord just began to speak to my heart and just reveal things to me of why I'm supposed to go. And I was like, okay, God, like, yep, I believe you. Like any mountain, you can move it. Like, let's go, I'm going to LA. And it's really easy to believe that, guys, when you're like six months away from something. But when it gets really close, like right now, as I'm applying for jobs, there's so much anxiety. And I'm just like, God, like, if I don't get a job, like I can't go. Like, and I feel so unqualified for like these jobs I'm applying to and like the things that I feel like He has for me. And actually just last week I was applying to jobs and you know, I'm on the computer, like working on my resume, like trying to make myself sound you know? Cool. <laughs> like, God, like, this is just, this is hard. Like, I don't like this. I don't want to be doing this right now, but I'm like doing it faithfully. I'm like, okay, God, like, if you say I'm supposed to go to LA? Like, I'm not gonna apply anywhere else. And I was like, all right, so I'm applying and I'm starting to just feel such anxiety, like so much anxiety in the midst of this. Like, I got so frustrated. I just like shut my laptop. And I was like, God, like, I just like, I feel so anxious. Like, if this is where you're calling me to, like, shouldn't I be feeling peace? Like, why am I just so anxious? Like, I don't understand. And if you guys don't know me, I'm a pretty blunt person, I would say. So I kind of say what I mean. You know what you're going to get from me. And I feel like the Lord kind of communicates the same way to me. Um, so, yeah, just to give you a little context, he might not talk to you this way, but <laughs> he talks to me this way. And I shut my laptop, and I was like, God, like, what? Like, and I just felt like the Lord said, like, Mariah, if I don't have a job for you, would you still go? Like, would you still go? And I was like, oh, man, God, like back in the heat today, like what, I still go, like how am I supposed to get there? I don't have any money, like I'm so broke, like what are you talking about? And God was like, but like Mariah, like if I called you to go there, do you believe that I would open a door and provide a way for you to get there? And guys, I think that's really hard to believe when we're in the midst of it. Even now, I wouldn't say that I'm fully like there and I've fully like arrived and I'm believing that. I think it's still hard. Sorry, like struggling right now we're good but yeah guys when we're in the midst of things I feel like the, the call to me right now and the call that I feel like God has for you too is just like that verse says to pray like you've received something before you receive it so I think for me right now I'm praying for this and I'm like okay God like I'm gonna pray for this and I'm really gonna contend for this and believe that you're contending for me too. Amen. And what? that this is a thing that you have for me, God, and I'm going regardless. Yeah. Whether you have a job or not, you're gonna open the door and I'm gonna pray that way and I'm gonna believe that way because that's what you say. Because yeah. that's what you said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think in the midst of this, the Lord really just been showing me, do you know that the only justification that you need to do the things that the Lord is calling you for is that you're his kin? You're his kid, that's enough. Mm -hmm. It's enough, and he said it's enough.
4: Mm.
6: Yeah. Yeah, guys, I would just challenge you. Do you know that someone died for your freedom? Do you know that through simple obedience, through just laying down the colts, or (laughs) getting the colts and laying down the palm trees, guys, that Jesus is going to show up and he's going to meet us? Mm -hmm. And I think for me right now, Untying the cult looks like forgiving my dad again, even though it's hard, even though I don't understand, and even though it still hurts, just forgiving him yet again, and again and again and again, every time. Because God shows up every time, and there's always freedom on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I think for me right now, laying down the palm leaf looks like surrendering LA, and just being like, God, if I'm supposed to go, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yeah, so I just challenge you guys, what are the palm leaves in your lives? What are the cults in your lives? that God has for you right now. Hmm. Yeah, go get the colt and untie it, guys. Mm -hmm. Put down the palm leaves. Acceptance is on the other side and love is on the other side. Mm -hmm. Freedom is on the other side and Jesus is gonna be with you through the middle of it Mm -hmm. the whole time. So good. Yeah. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Would you pray with me? God, we just thank you that you're so good, that you're faithful to show up in the midst. God, we thank you that you're here right now. God, I just pray that you would just begin to speak to the people's hearts right now, just in the audience. That they would just feel you, feel your warmth, God, feel your heart. Yeah, we thank you for who you are. Yeah, guys, just in, in this next worship set, just, just listen to the Lord. Listen to his voice and just ask him, God, where are the places that I can learn to trust you? Where are the palm leaves that I can lay down? Where are the coats that I can untie, God? And would you give me the faith? Would you meet me in that?
4: It's so faithful
6: to do it. So, Lord, we just thank you for who you are. And I just pray that you just come right now. And we thank you. I think the good news is that you're here and that we are such a family and that we're in this community and we want to walk with you through that. And I think for me, as I was going through those things, it was so helpful and honestly key that I was placed in a community like this, that God wants us to go through it with the people around us. So guys, if there's just something you've been really feeling like the Lord is like asking you to do or laying down, I would just encourage you just to go to the side. All these people are faithful and they're going to keep your information confident they would love to pray with you about that. And I think secondly, um, yeah, I just feel like the Lord was really just saying, I, I mentioned a few times, like, I feel like the Lord was saying, or like, I heard the Lord, and um, yeah, I just felt like there was almost an invitation for people who feel like they don't hear the Lord, who feel like they haven't been hearing the Lord's voice, and they don't understand what that means, and they don't know how to do what the Lord's asking them to, because they don't even know where to begin, or they don't know how a relationship with the Lord is supposed to look. Now, I'd first just encourage you guys that it's different for everyone. That every single person hears the Lord differently, and He's going to speak to you the way that He knows that you need it. But also, I would just encourage you to just go to the side and ask, just be vulnerable and ask people and get prayer from them. Yeah, just pray that God would just open your ears and open your heart. And even if it's your first time and you're like, man, like, I want this, like, this looks amazing. And freedom, like, that sounds like something I want. Like, guys, I promise you that if you want that for you, that God has that for you tonight. And that if this is your first time, it doesn't matter. That he wants to meet you in that. And he wants to trample the things in your lives and walk over those things triumphant with you. And so, yeah, I just feel like there's also an invitation just to even accept the Lord as the first time. So if any of those things resonate with you, if there's any other thing you're going through, we'd love to partner with you and pray with you in that. I just encourage you guys to just, as the next song plays, just really (laughs) go to the side and get prayer from these.
2: into the kingdom to say, I'm done carrying these palm leaves. I'm done not responding to that little whisper in my heart that says, go, go untie that colt and bring it for the Lord's service. I'm done with that. Tonight's a night for boldness to step out and say, God, I want to respond to you. And you know, sometimes sometimes we think of uh, ministry time as like, What if you wanna go to ministry because you wanna accelerate your life in Christ? What if you wanna go to someone and be vulnerable so that you can continue growing in an area where you haven't been growing? And I feel like tonight is a night for boldness in in the the kingdom, like pursuing the more that God has for you. I I, I don't wanna be uh, someone who doesn't go after the things that the Lord has for me. And if he says, go to LA, I'm gonna go, even if I don't know if there's a job waiting for me, right? Like as we maybe maybe we sing this chorus again. Yeah. Um, as you like surrender it all. Surrender it all. And if that sounds to you like you need you want someone to pray with you and that you know of course we have people that can pray, but surrendering it all to the Lord is, is truly all that we need. Yeah. So let's step in again. I encourage you guys to stand up if you're if you're able and like raise your hands and let's let's give it all to the Lord again. Let's give it all to the Lord again because the Spirit is here to encourage us. The Spirit is here to embolden us, to step into every little thing that he will whisper into our lives, every little thing that he will call us into, whether we can see 50 steps down the road or just the next one that he's given to us. If we can only see just the next one, I want to say that's enough for me tonight. That's enough for me tonight. I'm going to step into everything that he's calling me to. So Jesus, I'm going after you. Holy Spirit, I into it every single time even if I never find out why God I know you have a good plan for me so guys let's step into it in boldness knowing that the Lord wants to bring us to the next level tonight the Lord wants to bring us into everything that he has for us to declare stop saying that word. You're so good, you're so good, you're so good. good. Lord, we just bless your name, God. We seal up the surrender, God. We don't wanna just do this here tonight. We wanna take this into our lives, God. Every single area, God. Especially the areas where it's hard. Especially the areas where we feel like we forget. You're still good in all those, God. You're still just a thought away, a breath away. So, Lord, we will turn to you, the one who provides everything we need, who when we let you trample our problems, you bring us into freedom, you bring us into acceptance, you bring us into the more of your kingdom, God, and we can bring others into that as well. So, God, we just bless your name and we thank you so much for tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We pray all this in Jesus' name. just want to thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. We have some awesome treats outside. We'd love to meet you out there. Uh, bless you guys. Have a fantastic week and we will be back here next week, Wednesday. Take care. God bless.
7: i oh.
0: Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. For more info, please follow us on social media at Alive Vineyard College or check out our website at thevineyardchurch.us slash alive.